Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction. I'm Eric Berg, joined with my host, Curtis, and his head is invisible right now. Curtis? Well, camouflage hats are a risky fashion move. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about 2022 fitness trends. Cue the intro. Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry. Every week, we dig into a new topic and help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey. So exercise trends is an interesting topic. For a podcast that we talk about the hype around the fitness industry and try to get into something that actually means more than just that hype, um, I think it's a necessary thing to discuss. Yeah, trends and hypes would seem to go hand in hand. Yeah. Close friends. Well, the trend is kind of what is the hype right now. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of these things that uh, I think that bears mentioning. Uh, we've looked at a variety of different lists. We've, we found a list on NASM, mm-hmm. uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, great group. Their, their list was actually a little bit more curtailed than some, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, we found lists all the way up to 22 fitness trends for 2022, just cause the two's catchy. It's catchy. trending. I see what you did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that it makes a lot of sense to discuss this stuff because it is things that, um, people are going to run into. And for our listeners, we would like you to know what's coming and be able to look at it in a fashion that is informed. Our informed biased. Our informed bias. Our inform Ooh. is it biased? I just want to get jacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, basically, we can just break down these topics and be like, okay, so here's here's some good parts of it. Here's some parts that are eh. yeah, it was a little chit chat about it. So number one, the number one fitness trend is exercise is medicine. How Thank you, you. How do you feel about that? Thank you. Well, it's about time. I'm glad people are bloody saying it. Ah, yeah, that one should have been not a trend. That should just be common knowledge. Well, yeah, man, I'm I'm happy with that. Like at the end of the day, how do I feel about that? I'm happy, but I'm super biased on it because I believe that to be true. I've seen it be true. Um, So yeah, I I have investment bias. I'm using exercise to manage my own health condition. Um, It's it's one of these things that I'm really happy to see. Actually, to have that lead the list off. Yes, hats off. Good job, Nazim. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I um, I always told people like part of our job is like preventative healthcare. It's preventative, so you don't need it in the future if you actually just take care of yourself. That is the personal trainer's role in the healthcare spectrum. Yeah, true. Like f- factual information, and not just like for your physical fitness to perform, but like cardiovascular health, like immune system response, like all like check all the boxes, all the markers. I thought we all knew this was good for us a while ago. I didn't think that was a new trend, but listen, if that's going to be the number one trend, I'm a happy guy. Okay. Uh, like that, that is something that's really good to see because at the end of the day, I think we need to give exercise more of its due. Mm-hmm. The, the fact is, even if you're putting in the hard work doing psychology and counseling and things like that, all of that work and even medications to help you deal with what you're dealing with are better done with exercise. Yeah. Chemically and physically, it helps your brain do what you need to do to take on all of that challenge. Um, so, and that's only one realm. We can talk about, you know, the health healthcare crisis that's coming up in Canada and there's a variety of stuff and a ver- uh, really interesting amount of 
of groups are starting to talk about just because I've got carry more body fat doesn't mean I'm less healthy. And it's like verifiably true. It does actually, mm-hmm. uh, if you are overweight to a certain extent, you can actually, um, almost always correlate that to health risk mm-hmm. and insurance companies do. So it's not because it's an opinion. It's actually data-based and it, it's not super nice. And I get that. Um, but the fact is like, we need to be looking at exercise as something that can be good for our health, not just, Hey, let's get jacked. Even though that part's fun too. That's what got me in it, baby. Well, yeah. And a lot of people, me too. I actually switched my gears though. Like I wanted to get jacked for the first like two to three years. And then after a while, you know, like you start getting old dog. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you two or three years into the game? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, like honestly, a lot of guys back in the day, like, well, 12 years ago, they uh, go in a little bit too hard, maybe not with the right technique and form and get injuries. And then all of a sudden... You see a lot of like 25-year-old guys complaining about like having an old man body and they're like, my, my body feels like it's exploding all the time. I'm like, you know, it shouldn't feel like that when you're 25. Yeah, for me, I think that it is the grand equalizer. Eventually, we're all going to have to look at exercises. What can I do to optimize my health? I'm Event, thir- that's where we all end up. I'm 33, 34. Ooh, old is dirt. I'm in better shape than I was when I was 18, man. So exercise is medicine. We're fine with that. I think that stands to reason. There's a lot of data that would be behind that. So I love that as a trend myself. The virtual session is going to be the other trend. Number two. Numero two. Do you enjoy the virtual sessions? I've done some virtual sessions, especially for like trying to assess what's going on and and fix something that's going wrong. Um, But it's not my favorite expression. Yeah, it seemed like a thing of necessity due to the pandemic and whatnot. I, right now, I will only do a virtual session with somebody if they truly want it. But it's like my like, I don't really enjoy them. Why? Tell me. It's like, do you want to go for coffee or do you want to have a virtual coffee? <laughs> you want a virtual hug, bro? Or you want just like a, like a real, it's just not the same. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I think there's some real positives to it, though. Like, you know, you, you actually don't have any travel time and things like that. So if somebody's schedule is really short, but, yeah. you know, if somebody's going to go that, if they're that far, it's like I can check in on specific things you need help with really rarely and have you on a program where I can be looking at your videos and helping you with that more often. So I think there's better expressions than that. However, my mobility class a lot of people actually adhere to that really well and they just follow me through the session and most of the people that do it do the recording after the fact because then they don't have to book any specific time. I, I enjoy it more as like a group a group class scenario where it's like a follow along with the teacher type thing. It kind of like makes more sense but just like, you know, a lot of the virtual sessions in the pandemic times was kind of just the trainer just sitting there and kind of commanding and telling the person what to do. I don't know. I'm a very like active, high energy person. So when I'm training clients, I'm like walking around and assessing, like moving things and doing stuff with them. So kind of just sitting at a laptop and staring at it isn't my favorite thing to do. I do it with my best friend, Kyle, every week. He lives in Texas and I do a virtual session with him. And it's good to connect because he lives in Texas. Right. But aside from that, like if he still lived here in Calgary, I would have much rather seen him in person, whether that was going to his house or him coming to my gym either or well this is it's good for some this is one of those things that if it's going to be a trend like we've talked before about this it's like well what's more value for me taking bcaa powder 
or having a workout that is built for me at the proper intensity and actually paying for a coach. And I would take the latter every time as far as value. Um, so this is as something is a really nice thing to be on the list. I think that there's better expressions, but I think that um, out of necessity, it can be fantastic. Like the people that come to my joint level strength class live, I think they get a little bit more out of it, truthfully. Mm -hmm. um, but the people that are doing it in their own time, it's far better than nothing. And I get awesome hate mail sometimes being like, that class was crazy. Yeah. And so you know that they're doing it. You know they're getting value out of it. So I, I'm not a hater of that at all. I'm yeah. okay with it. Um, which really runs us right into number three. Yeah, hybrid offerings. This is more from, I think, like it's trying to come down the pipe of like commercial gyms. Commercial gyms now trying to offer you a gym membership, but also some form of online classes included in said membership or some kind of online structure or programming or something to try to, honestly, they're just trying to give you more bang for your buck as much as they can give you. They're trying to make it worth it. I have two sides to this conversation. Mm -hmm. They're, they're very dichotomous. Okay. So one side I'm, I absolutely detest and I've talked about this before. I call it factory fitness. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, everybody's going to do the same program and we're going to scale our business. And I think businesses too often scale over given, giving the proper quality or proper service. Mm -hmm. So their main focus is how do we scale this thing rather than how do I make sure that I'm meeting people where they're at? Mm -hmm. And that's when I call it factory fitness because it's just literally copy paste, copy paste. It. Oh, I, you know, have any color under the sun as long as it's black, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it's, that was from Ford, the Model T. But mm -hmm. anyways, the idea is if somebody is willing to give us their money, let's scale it so we can get as much as we can for the same service. And I'm like, ugh. But on the other end of it, hybrid services and hybrid offerings, a lot of the people that I see, I, I meet with them uh, online. They do programming with me, and, and that way we can progress them specifically in different areas that they need, whether that's getting away from pain or strengthening a particular area or whatever the case may be. Um, but then they also will come and see me in person and we'll do that kind of hybrid mix or they're doing programming and they'll come to joint level strength is something that's their recovery day or something like this. So on that side, it's totally customized towards them and their schedule is built around it. And that has what I would call the top possible value. Yeah. And then on the other end of it, when you have just a big company trying to make bank, what you're going to see is services that they're more concerned about scaling than they're worried about optimizing for the person. Yeah. I honestly don't have anything to say because you summed up my thoughts. I'm sorry. I pretty much agree with you 110%. So, well, I'll speak for everybody in the room when I say good job. It's me and you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do the next one. Let's hear it. Number four is mind and body. From the list, it's talking about like yoga and Tai Chi and like trying to kind of have like a meditative practice with your, your physical exercise, fitness. I have a bone to pick with this one. I hate talking about mind-body like it's separate and it's a new thing to integrate it because all movement comes from your brain. All mm. adaptations come from your brain. So like, no, it's, it's not progressive to think of it like that. It's just not. However, I'm a big fan of like, you know what? Your exercises can be restorative. P.S. They don't have to be yoga or Tai Chi to be restorative. They have to be you connecting with your tissues. Yeah. So you can get the right mindset to get that stuff done in a lot of places. Yeah. So I actually really like this one. I think it's great, but again, it's kind of dichotomous for me because 
you know, the marketing behind it is like, oh, this specific type will help you do this. It's like, no, you can do that. You can connect with your body on a bicep curl. Yeah. If you do it right, you can absolutely connect with your body on it and help it have stress relieving um, effects, including almost any moderate exercise. It's like, well, mind body. Yeah. You know what you can do? You can go for a 25 minute ride above 70% heart rate and it'll have very good mental health outcomes. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't like when I see this used as a tactic to sell things because there's a lot of ways that exercise is good for your, your mental health as well. Yeah. I think it's also about, again, like how you approach said exercise, not just, um, like the, not like mind muscle connection, but how you're treating yourself when you're exercising. Like if your mental chatter is uh, beating the crap out of you and you're, or you're exercising as a punishment because you partied on the weekend or you binged last night. And, uh, to me that also goes hand in hand. So I think, I, I think the industry is trying to have a healthier, more like compassionate approach to people's training and exercise rather than just like, gotta get jacked cause I'm a loser or I'm skinny, like, or I'm weak. And, uh, like a lot of people I've trained too, I'm sure you have as well. Like when you're training them, they're like, they beat themselves up. Oh, I'm so weak. Oh, oh, like yeah, oh. rough self-talk. Yeah, yeah. It's like very rough self-talk. I used to do it myself and it didn't really feel good. No. No, I think that it's really important that, you know, people talk with their coach on, you know, how do I feel about myself? How am I showing up to my sessions? And it's huge. I think this is a really, a really good one that gets misappropriated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of these ones where, like, you'll see on some of these lists, it was like, oh, inclusive training. And, like, I know the word inclusive has a lot of good things. And people are like, oh, it says inclusive. It must be good. And I actually don't disagree with that. I'm like, listen, fitness should be for anybody at any stage. Mm-hmm. regardless of your mental faculties, regardless of your background, regardless of where you're at right now, it should be something that we all encourage each other to do no matter what, what stage they're at in the process or, or anything. It's good for us. We should all be behind each other. I don't think that needs mentioning though because I think most people in the fitness industry are really about that. Yeah, I think there was just a, a negative connotation with it like back in the day like even my dad's like oh i hate the gyms because it's all like meatheads and like i think even 10 years ago we caught a lot of that when we were working in our gyms of like oh like it's not like a meathead gym that's i mean like oh that's gold's gym gold's gym has all the meatheads like there was a very people were nervous about it like going into the gym of it not being inclusive well and gym culture needs to needs to change and that's it's evolving for sure it's it's evolved it's it's doing way better than it was but like it's evolving in a weird way though because I, I haven't been to a gym myself for a while i've been doing a lot of training in my home gym um but the guys who like my old friends and colleagues they're all like man everyone's just setting up tripods and trying to like record themselves and absolutely everything they're doing and it's all about like the social media and posting me 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 yeah, depending on the gym you go to, you're going to see a lot of that. And I'm not necessarily against that. You'll see, you'll see progress made there. And if that's what you're using it for, and like you said, if your self-talk is positive, if you're doing it for, for reasons that are building you up, then fine. Only okay fans. So building oh, my f- bank account. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think we'll stop that one right there. Uh, wearable tech is the next one. Mm, I'm wearing some tech right now. Yeah. Wearing an aura ring. It is my wedding band that uh, tracks my heart rate and my fitness and my sleep. I don't really wear it to work out, though, but wearable tech has been an ever-adapting, evolving thing that uh, people, a percentage of people, I think, either really love it or really hate it. I've had an Apple Watch. I've had a Garmin. I've had a few things. I actually really like having the data. 
So it's like, here's how many steps I went today, you know, things like this. It's really nice because you can see where you're at. I'm not against it. I don't know how I feel about having something on me all day. I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. Um, even with my cell phone, like I try to keep my cell phone away from me at certain points, but um, it's right there in the warning of your cell phone, the amount of radiation it emits and mm-hmm. sets to certain standards so you can't sue them. Don't sleep it with it under your pillow. Yeah, so there's, there's that, but I actually really like when you have data to work with. And even for me as a trainer, when somebody sends me like, here's, here's the breakdown of what my heart rate was doing, I'm like, well, we're probably hitting the stimulus based on that, mm-hmm. right? So I think that that's, that's a fine one. I think that's really good. Um, I have my own qualms about having something on my body all day, but um, yeah, I think if you're comfortable with that, it can be a very good thing. And really, there's a little bit of research out there talking about the um, engagement that it gets from people on their... Um, exercise programs and their adherence changes pretty significantly. Yeah, my wife Diane had a really fun time with a lot of people when they made a Fitbit like wall, like a step challenge group and they were trying to all hit like 15,000 steps a day kind of thing and they had like a little community hub going yep. via the technology. I think the technology has its downfalls when people play too much into what the data is saying. Like, uh, like my aura ring, for instance, has like a readiness monitor where it's tracking my heart rate variability and my stress and stuff like that. So it's like, it's like people are like, am I stressed today? Let me consult my phone. And the phone's like, oh, yeah, you're stressed. And I'm like, oh, damn, I'm so stressed. <laughs> well, I, that's, that's exactly it. Like if you overplay the data, it starts getting, well, starts getting to be a, a thing that's taking away from your experience. I'm too. a little tired. Let's check my watch or my cell phone. Oh, my, my cell phone says I slept bad. Well, I guess I slept bad. I shouldn't work out today because I feel tired. And my, my cell phone says I'm tired. So I'm just going to take a rest day. Yeah, I think on the whole, most people do a pretty good job with the information they get, but you do have those risks for sure that you don't like to see people go down. Um, the next one is really similar. It's smart home exercise stuff. So we're talking like Peloton. You were showing me Lululemon's new little mirror where they have the workouts done in it for you. So fancy. Like um, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, I think that a lot of these programs... Whatever gets you moving is valuable. Yeah, if you're doing it, that's great. If it gets you moving forward, that's great. I think at some point it ends up being an issue where it's like, yeah, but I want something for me. Yeah. If you ask me about my opinion, if someone is like, should I buy a Peloton or should I buy the Lululemon mirror? I'm just going to say like without the accountability and the community and like the support systems around you, if you haven't already integrated it into your lifestyle, I don't think that smart gym is going to do it for you unless you're already been a, like if you're already a fitness person and you've been a gym rat for a while, then yeah, cool. It might be a, a fun little tool in your arsenal but if you're just trying to get into fitness i don't think they offer enough support and accountability peloton's going to email us now and be like we have we have community groups and people support systems yeah at the end of the day it doesn't matter what anybody says that program was not made for you yeah and the the argument against that would be people aren't that different it's like yeah well their lifestyles are true facts you know like i don't want to see somebody go through a systemic based workout after a big day of stress i have people that I train that are nurses and they're working night shifts and probably you got to back off that day. You got to work with their, where oh, they're at that day. It's I not just, just crush them. Oh. <laughs> Take that. You shouldn't work that long. <laughs> but yeah. So that's my thing. I'm, I'm just like, yeah, if it's made for you, it's better. But at the end of the day, if it gets you moving, I'm happy. I'm a happy guy. Yeah. I think it's cool. Happy, happy, cool happy, tech. Happy. I like tech. Yeah. Holistic fitness is next. Holistic. Whatever that means. Well, that's a buzzword. If I ever heard one it means you drink organic water. <laughs> does that mean free of plastics yeah oh good good yeah. that's the good stuff um 
Yeah, holistic fitness, man. I I actually think that it should. When you're building a fitness program, you need to look at all of the factors, and that's going to include sleep and diet and exercise and whatever. That's kind of like a no kidding. Um, if the average population out there needs to hear like you should integrate your exercise with all of these other factors, then great, sure. If it's giving them a better understanding of there's more factors than just how much you're exercising, fine, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big thing for me is like a lot of this hype stuff that's like people will see the word and they're like, ooh, that means it's good. Mm, it's right? organic. Yeah, exactly. Organic squats. It's uh, inclusive. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, organic squats would be a body weight squat, whereas an inorganic squat would be a hack squat. Very nice. I like it. Kind of. Kind of. Makes sense. Fitness apps. Are we moving on? Yeah, absolutely. So fitness apps. Fitness apps is number eight. I think fitness apps, we're talking about fitness apps that you would buy, like Chris Hemsworth app. If you want to look like Thor, you just buy Center Chris Hemsworth app. It includes the steroids. I was hoping you were going to go there. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah, I was doing a bunch of jump squats and all of a sudden I've got like bodybuilder level shoulders. I did kettlebell swings and my biceps grew like four inches. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think, I think the apps again, it's the same thing with a smart gym. I think the fitness app is a smart gym on a smaller scale. It offers some workouts for you if it gets you moving money. Yeah. And then they also have the personalized fitness apps. Like, uh, we both been using true coach, which is an app that coaches can utilize to better integrate with their clients. I've had great success with that. I prefer that over 10 years ago, it was all Excel spreadsheets and it was hard to hold people a little bit more accountable and actually really see, see what's going on, especially if they're only seeing you once a week kind of thing. So, yeah, I think I've told people a lot. I'm like, listen, you don't need to pay to see me in sessions all the darn time. Um, get a program. And I can see what you're doing more often. I can build it and progress it for where you're at. And we can accomplish much more. Um, and it keeps the costs down. So fitness apps isn't just about like the business to consumer sort of stuff. It can also be like an uh, integration platform between a coach and a client, which mm. is huge. Like that, that ups uh, accountability, ups individualization. It, it really helps you get a little bit more data on how things are going. And you can accomplish big things with that. So the fitness apps thing, yeah, big, big win. Okay, three more to go. Number nine, group sessions. I didn't think this was a new thing. I didn't think it was new, but it's a trend in 2022, bro. Oh, hype. It's the hype. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. So the group sessions, I think that a lot of people need to find a way that there's some social accountability, some professional accountability, and it has some affordability to it. And group sessions can go a long way. And that can be small groups with a trainer. That can be larger groups. I'm busy getting a studio started with Brian Shimko, as you know, Calgary Movement Studio. And what we're doing there is we're trying to show people there's another side to just looking at a joint and saying, what does this joint actually require? And I think that what you can do is you can give people an affordable price point where you can actually have a very big impact on their life. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm behind it. I just, I never thought it would be a trend. It's like, no, this is something that exists. True, but yeah. Next one is things like HIT training, high-intensity interval training, and things like yoga. I thought they were already trends a while ago. It's like revolutionary. There's a revolutionary technique to build muscle, Curtis. It's called supersets. (laughs) Yeah, this whole HIT thing is really interesting for me because I'm like, well, HIT is no different than any training that you've ever done, ever. Periods of high-intensity, periods of rest, and then go again. Like... Mm-hmm. Big surprise that that summarizes almost all exercise. Yeah. Um, so, you know, using those buzzwords, if it gets people excited and involved, fine. 
Um, but even yoga, yoga is good for some things. It is. It was invented over 2,000 years ago. Is it a scientific system? No, it's not. Um, does it help people relax big time? Is it a sole source of exercise or should it be? Likely not. I like to um, sprinkle it in once a month. Totally. I like yoga. I love it. But like, it's not, it doesn't cover all your bases for exercise or, or health and fitness. It doesn't. Um, so the yoga thing, I'm like, I'm behind yoga. I like yoga, but that's not all there is. It's part of the picture. Yeah. It's hard to get a program though that encompasses all facets of like health and fitness. Yeah, like absolutely. I built a many a strength program or many a bodybuilding program. Or I've trained many a person who just wants to get jacked where not all of the facets of fitness, like, you know, like some guys just won't do cardio. Like they're like, they're not in it. Well, and you myself know, you, included. Yeah. You can get around that in a variety of different ways. Like have different, you can change your undulations. You can, you can do a lot of different things with your program for that. But you know, fitting everything in every day, likely not. But, you know, if we're, if we're going to just choose one thing and be like, that's all I do, but it's going to give me everything. I think we're probably misled. Yeah. So our last thing, mini workouts, mini, I'm excited about mini workouts, man. I have a few clients that they're like, what if I break this workout into two? I'm like, I don't care. Get it all done. Do all yeah. the work. In fact, there's a lot of studies showing that if people do smaller sessions with the same volume, they make better gains because there's less byproducts to deal with. People just get too caught up though in the uh, like wanting to do the, like the full hour or what's the best way? Like when should I take my protein? Like well, how about you just get it in you? Because if you did it for five years, it doesn't really matter when you got it in. We're talking fractional details. So like whether you do your squats at 10 a.m. or if you do them at 9 p.m., if you did them for five years... It doesn't really matter what time totally. for the most part. We're talking like, again, very fractional. I love the mini workout thing. The only problem for me is it gets pathological when people are like, yeah, I'm, well, I, I only work out 15 minutes now. It's so good. And it's like, well, it, that's not how movement works with your body. It's not like how small of a period of time can I get it into with intensity because our bodies have developed with consistent movement throughout the day yeah so for me when i see somebody sip a workout it's like an hour-long workout and they do 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes in the afternoon 15 minutes in the evening 15 minutes the next morning and then they they're on their rest day so they just rest until the next day i'm like yeah winning when i see somebody they're like i only did one exercise today and that's it it's like well that's i can't i don't know how you'd call that a win none of this stuff though is like the answer it's all just tools to add to the tool chest yeah uh, Andrew Huberman from the Huberman lab podcast. I was listening to him. He just released a new, like a fitness toolkit thing where he talks about like just general fitness guidelines for health, not like how to get super jacked, not how to get super strong, but just generally like some ways to get healthy. One of the things that he was talking about for a mini workout was soleus pushups, which is essentially for desk workers to just like, while they're sitting in their chair, do little calf raises while they're yeah. sitting there. And like the research was pretty ridiculous. I don't remember what he, what it was. Cause I was paying attention to more of the macro information that he was giving. And that was, I would call that micro. Um, but it was kind of interesting. It was at the start of the podcast. If you, uh, if you dabble in that at all, but he was like, Oh yeah, there's like a, there's research out there for people doing like mini calf raises at their desk that it, uh, helped with their insulin levels or something. I don't know, but it, it was a mini workout, especially for people that aren't big fidgeters for you and me, it probably would make no difference in the research. We'd be the one they didn't want to see, but for people that don't fidget much, yeah, it would be a big difference. Yeah. That even helps get blood back to your heart at the end of the day. Your ven your venous system relies on muscle contraction. So, mm -hmm. but you know, at the end of the day to summarize all this stuff, 
there's going to be trends come and go. And what you need to be aware of is that a lot of it is just trying to get you to make a decision, which is good. Like, I feel like I want to give this a try. That's a good thing. Go give it a try. But just go in with both eyes open and realize it's probably just part of the game. But getting started with something is better than getting started with nothing. Yeah, so true. I was going to say the same thing. Thanks. Just along the lines of, again, like none of this is the uh, all in be all. If it's something's being sold to you, like this is the answer, all you need is this, then I would be a little wary of that. Because if there was something that freaking easy, we would all be doing it. We'd all be super jacked or with the perfect body that we all want. We'd all be like nice and lean and prim and proper. What if there was a magic pill to get you in shape? Would you take it? It's called steroids, Curtis. No, it's called... I can't afford it. It's called... (laughs) consistent exercise that's not a pill though you can't eat that <laughs> yeah well you can put in your pipe and smoke it and do it, <laughs> do it a couple times a week you know yeah it's one of those things mm-hmm. i'd do anything to get in shape except for diet and exercise yeah <laughs> anyways well, if you made it this far thanks for being here with us really appreciate your time that was a fun one let's do that in 2023 hey oh have a good day guys Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.